welcome healthcare business owners, professionals, and consultants to another insightful episode of the PFA podcast. I'm your host, Sandy Leonard, and today I will discuss one aspect of buying a healthcare business in the state of Florida, also known as a change of ownership or chow. Whether you're acquiring a home health agency, a healthcare clinic, or any other healthcare entity in Florida, you'll encounter special rules and documentation requirements set by the Agency for Healthcare Administration, also known as ACA. Let me first explain what ACA is and what they do as it relates to the change of ownership. ACA is responsible for a wide range of activities related to healthcare in the state of Florida. In this regard, they're responsible for licensing and regulating all healthcare facilities in Florida. This includes healthcare clinics, home health agencies, HME providers, nursing homes, and more. ACA is responsible for ensuring that these facilities meet all state and federal health and safety standards. Part of the licensing process includes their review of your application, you are about to prepare, and the proof of financial ability to operate, which is an attachment to that application. Simply said, the Agency for Healthcare Administration makes sure everything is done right by you. One vital component in this process is the proof of financial ability to operate. If you're new to this, don't worry, we've got you covered. You can check out my introductory podcast on the proof of financial ability to operate where I introduce this form. Also, if you're very, very new to this process, the proof of financial ability, simply said, is a projection which is part of the licensing process. Now let's get on to the change of ownership. Now, a change of ownership is more than just a transfer of ownership. That is, you buy the stock or you buy the assets of a business. It's an event where the licensee sells or transfers ownership involving changes to the FBIN or TIN. These are federal acronyms for federal forms that include taxpayer information and taxpayer numbers assigned by the federal government, or when a 51% ownership is transferred. To help you navigate these complexities of the change in ownership, I sincerely recommend that you speak to a healthcare attorney who is well-versed in Florida's healthcare laws and regulations, and I emphasize a Florida healthcare attorney. Timing is crucial in a change of ownership, and sometimes this is overlooked. The application required forms must reach ACA at least 60 days before the intended change. Failure to comply with this rule can lead to a serious consequence like a daily fine. So it's essential to discuss this transaction's timing with your healthcare attorney. Now, from an accounting view, let's talk about why a change in ownership, also known as a chow, is more complicated than an initial licensing application that is submitted when you first get your license for the first time. Key agreements in the chows include the stock purchase agreement, for stock sales, or an asset purchase agreement for asset sales. These play a pivotal role and are a part of the chow. These, along with their clothing exhibits, are essential to consider. The proof of financial ability to operate must reflect the opening balances 
of the acquired entity in both the balance sheet, which is Schedule 5, and the statement of cash flows, which is Schedule 7. Sellers often include the most recent financial statements, which the attorney may incorporate as an exhibit at closing that may be usable for the opening balance sheet. In my opinion, this information is critical for the buyer to request and to receive and to analyze before the transaction is signed off. Well, what's an opening balance sheet? It's not the ending balance sheet, but it's the beginning. It's the starting point for the business you acquired. So it's the balances that you get the day after you acquire the business. For example, if you bought the assets, you'd receive the patient receivables, equipment, and certain liabilities, all of which is listed as an exhibit to to the document. If you buy the stock, then you effectively inherit the business. Namely, you inherit the assets and liabilities, both recorded and unrecorded. That's future liabilities not known at the date of purchase, uh, such as unrecorded payroll taxes owed but not paid. This could be prevalent in a small business. Hopefully, it's not prevalent in a large business if you're acquiring that type of business. Considerations also extend to the accounting and tax treatment of an acquired entity, which include the acquired assets, intangibles, and goodwill. This subject is very complex, and your CPA should be able to handle this for you. For this reason, we will not discuss this topic in detail because it most likely would take several podcasts to cover. Now let's discuss the impact of the chow on the various schedules in the proof of financial ability to operate. Well, on Schedule 1, where you're proving the financial ability to operate to ACA, they want you to provide the purchase price. It's asked for right in the form, and that's often supported by the transactional documents, and quite often a bill of sale is required. For Schedule 5, the balance sheet, and Schedule 7, the statement of cash flows, and opening balance sheet of the acquired entity is necessary in establishing a starting point for financial projections. For Schedule 6, which is your projected profit and loss statement, the prior year profit and loss statement is very important. This enables the preparer of the pro- projection to have a base from which to build the profit and loss. Well, this wraps up our introduction to the complexities of a change in ownership in the state of Florida. Stay tuned for the future episodes where I will delve in deeper into the specific schedules and other requirements involved in the proof of financial ability to operate. As always, thank you for joining the PFA podcast. If you found this episode helpful, don't forget to subscribe and feel like to reach out with any questions or topic suggestions you might have. Until next time, take care. This show was produced by Pretty Easy Podcasts and made possible by listeners like you. If you ever thought of doing your own podcast, please visit prettyeasypodcast.com.